Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Experts Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes. Hi, I'm Carmen Braidwood. Hello, Carms. Hey, it's time to get back to school. Bit of masterclass. Yeah, I like it. Let's take the experts into the classroom. Yeah, let's bring them in. It was very popular the last week. We've been getting we've been getting correspondence saying get that class back in. Well, thank you. Because we need to understand and hear from both us mm. uh, perspectives. And I think one of the ones I thought, and this is where it sort of taps into your expertise and mm-hmm. what you would have as a broadcaster enjoyed prepping for an interview mm. now you're the you're the one that's asking the questions yeah. but when you're an expert or a, a commentator or, or a leader of industry uh, you're going to be, you know, needing to prepare yourself for that radio, television, mm. uh, even print journalists' um, interviews. You've got to do some work. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a really good opportunity, sort of, to do the behind the scenes from both the media side and from yep. the public relations side. How to prep properly for any kind of interview so that you're ready for it and that you can give your best performance. Yeah, exactly. It's not something that you can wing or riff over, you know, even though you might Hang think, on, hang on, Cubs. I've been riffing. I've been riffing and winging oh, yeah. now for uh, for how many years? Good point. Yeah, you're the king <laughs> of the riff here. And, and look, I am too, honestly. I do wholeheartedly believe in spontaneity and being able to be in the moment. Yeah. But the work that you do before you turn up to be in the moment is what will determine your success. Such spot on, absolutely spot on because – as much as you think that you are just riffing, mm. I sometimes forget that I've also been doing this for 25 years. Yeah. So it has taken 25 years of preparation before any media engagement that I'm doing. Yeah, that helps you sound more natural and expert because you're just doing the work, right? Yeah. But if you have been asked or if you've been uh, invited onto a program to give your expert opinion, don't take it, don't take it easy. No, Make don't sure, take it for granted. Don't take it for granted for sure because if you do, the number one thing, the most success you can get from any media engagement is when you get asked to come back. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? And if you don't get asked to come back, then you've sort of missed or failed at that point. And nine, nine times out of ten, it will be the preparation, not your execution of the interview actually mm. because, you know, you know, a human side of us, you know, we're all going to deliver it in a different way. Yeah. But it's what content you can provide and what you can deliver, how you can educate, how you can entertain, inform yeah. is what we're looking for. Or add value, right? Yes. You wouldn't fail to prepare even a social media post in this day and age. You would do a little bit of homework, get some value that you can bring to the equation. So what kind of value can you add to that next media engagement? I love how you said that around the social media because I know you do that almost religiously uh, there's no content that you put out mm. that, that hasn't been thought about, that hasn't been strategically positioned or, mm. you know, put that information or put that kind of uh, effort into to delivering your best content. 
Yeah, although sometimes I will admit, even the most experienced people can turn up in the moment and go, oh, it would have been really good to have made that phone call before I did this or, <laughs> or quickly looked at that. Yeah, we will miss things, okay? Yep. You will miss things from time to time. You've got to be kind to yourself and accept that sometimes you don't always get it right. But if you can start some of these things we're going to suggest to do that you do today, if you start implementing them, you will improve. Now, I know one of your tips is going to be over-preparing. Yeah, mm. uh, and I'll let you go with it first because I, I that was one of was my, it one of yours too. It was so one of my wanna... top ones because, and I'll, I'll explain it later. But w- yeah. what what do you call over preparing? Okay, so the over prepared guest in my world as a broadcaster, when they come on my show or I have to interview them, even for a little short story on a travel television program, will simply recite lines to yes. me. Yep, they will want to know what all the questions will be and they'll have prepared answers and they'll be expecting the journalist or the broadcaster to say those exact questions. Sure. And they won't be able to cope with an off-the-cuff, slightly adjacent question on the topic and that frustrates broadcasters and it also frustrates listeners. It does. It does. And you know what? And I think, you know, there is that sort of sense of security that does come when you are given Mm. the questions and you sort of know what's coming at you. But one of the number one things in media training that we always talk about is the most powerful tool that you have in any media engagement is your ears. Yeah. You've got to listen to the question. You've got to expect the unexpected mm-hmm. and you've got to expect the question to go off on a tangent. So I'll use a little example. Channel yeah. 9, The Pulse, used to have a series of questions that they'd ask and, yeah. you know, you'd, you'd get prepared. And you and I have done it together. In fact, we might mm-hmm. even have that as our uh, our little clip for, uh, <laughs> for the experts podcast for this piece. But um, we get given the questions, but yeah. we know full well that we're never going to stay on script here because we will take it to different places. Yeah, that's right. So by listening, you're able to respond to maybe someone else who's in there with you as a guest or the other uh, broadcaster in the room so that you can actually bounce off them a little bit and also know that you can confidently edit yourself as you're speaking to not waffle too much, you know. So we want to try and find a way to... (laughs) to prepare but not feel like you are wedded to saying things a certain way. Just accept that you're going to speak around maybe dot points and get through certain points and and it doesn't matter – if what you you plan to say isn't exactly what comes out of your mouth, don't don't hang yourself out to dry. And the reason for that is because that that hanging yourself out to dry moment, they're like, oh, I didn't get that right. That's yep. going to distract you from being in the moment, being present, and delivering your best self during that interview. And that's really what your broadcaster wants. They don't want to make you look silly. No, they, they want don't. you to shine. They do want you to shine. And I, I love that comment too about you know you will get caught up saying I could have delivered that better. And I know that every media engagement, particularly in my earlier days, was Mm. that I went back and had a listen or went back and had a watch and went, hang on, I did all right there. I did well because I was actually in the moment and I wasn't necessarily um, delivering that perfect message or that perfectly coined phrase because I was in the moment and I was responding to the very question at the time. Mm. And we can be very hard on ourselves. We are our own worst critics. We really do get very heavy on ourselves. But yeah. when you go back and have a listen, and that, that that's a little out there for all the other experts. I know a lot of experts out there, comes that don't like listening to their own interviews. No. 
you've got to go back and listen to them. You really do need to. And I know I'm in the same boat. I've had a really hard time over the years listening back to myself. And this all comes down to my own, you know, ability to to accept who I am, accept the sound of my voice, accept the way I look, you know, all those things start to get in the way of you actually just listening to the content for the sake of understanding how you were able to communicate and share your message and add value in that moment. I love that. I love it a lot. And you know what? Um, When we are our own worst critics, uh, we are always going to get heavy on ourselves. But go back and have a listen, take out and learn from even some of the things that you think you can improve on. Mm. And also celebrate the little wins that you got. Because what you will find is that, hey, I did pretty well there when you've had a look back at it. And it's just like, oh, this is good. And also to remember that the audience at the other end, they don't want you to fail either. No. Nah. They're actually not interested in seeing you sort of, you know, completely make a mess of it. You're, uh, you know, you've, you've, we get it too much in the head thinking that uh, people are going to start judging us or thinking yeah. that we haven't done uh, what what they might have expected from us. Yeah, and you know what? Your audience don't actually know what you prepared. If yep. you did plan, you know, a witty little moment <laughs> that you're going to come back with or a turn of phrase or something that was going to be really clever and, and high value and you and it just left you in that moment, it's okay. Your yep. audience doesn't know what they missed out on and you will, if you're able to, to be in the moment and be a good contributor when you're asked, you will get asked back and you will get another chance. Yeah. And look, even if you don't get asked back right away by that show, if something for, for whatever reason has gone terribly wrong and you aren't invited back right away, don't... Don't rule Don't take out that. It no, it's not gonna. It's not. Doesn't mean it's forever. Yeah. Nothing. No is not. No forever. No is just not now. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So my my line is very similar because it was my number one thing as well. Yeah. Because over preparation can also be very. Um, debilitating for you during the day mm. when you're about to do your media interview because. All you are doing is thinking about it. All you are doing is going over in your head how you're going to perform and, you know, the nerves kick in, the adrenaline's pumping and it actually can be quite um, – it'll take you away from your normal work or the things yeah. that you've got to do during the day. And the minute you find that your uh, media engagements are now even so consuming that it takes you away from your work during the day – you're going to struggle with this mm. because the best experts, the best commentators do their prep, you know, the five to ten minutes prep if that's required, yep. and then they put it aside and wait for the moment to come and get on with other things. Mm. And I've seen a lot of experts come over my time where, you know, they might get called up to do, for instance, 3AW Drive at sort of 9am in the morning or 10am in the morning and all they can think about for the next four to five hours yeah is how they're going to perform in front of Tom Elliott. And, and that's a problem, isn't it? Because it's just not sustainable. You, no. if, you, if you're going to be a regular in that setting, if you let your whole day go just because of one media engagement at the end of the day, you're just not going to be able to keep doing it. So no. we've got to have a, a process for you to keep going. Correct. And I think the other side of it too is with television performances as well. You know, like we want to look good. Yeah. Uh, we want to get there early. I mean, all of that time that you are putting into your media engagements, they're actually taking you away from your business, yeah. which is your real money maker. Mm-hmm. You've got to remember, we're doing media for the sake of building our brand and building value for yeah. the stepping stones for later on in life, later on in business. Yeah. Um, they're not going to see, you're not going to naturally you know, go on the TV or get on the radio and all of a sudden the phone's going to be ringing, you know, for 30 or 40 orders of whatever you're selling. Mm-hmm. No, you've 
got to realise that every every minute you put into it is taking away from your business. So you've got to get smart in that space. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, someone like yourself too, Carms, bringing the confidence in camera as yeah. well and also that modern media trainer is that, you know, getting someone to help them feel confident about it and not f- and f- make them feel valid and ready. I think that's so important because – I think the other side of that uh, that length of time that you put into it is that you feel that you might not be worthy mm-hmm. or that you might not be ready. And be assured, if you've been called up by the media to uh, do a media engagement, you're ready. Yeah, and that's it. If you go and do a whole bunch of different things, very often I'll say if you've got a TV engagement or a radio engagement, you will just throw your usual routine out the window. Same as the normal work day. You'll also say, oh, no, Jim, today I've got to go do this, this and this to prepare or, oh, I'm not going to walk the dog today. I'm not going to have my usual breakfast today. If you go changing your routine, yep. you are not going to be the best version of yourself. Correct. So I call those things your your waking meditations, the things that you need to do to feel your best. And these are things that I typically used to just throw aside. If I had, you know, some uh, MC gig or an opportunity to attend something or do a bit of TV on the side of my radio gig, they were always the first things that I let go and they affected my ability to perform at my best. Yeah. So take it from someone who knows. (laughs) Don't let those things go. Do the usual routine and just add in that little bit of, okay, what are the things that Nick and Carms have just explained to me I need to do before an interview? I'm yep. not going to over-prepare. I'm going to think about the questions, tap into my expertise, think about where I can add value, and then I'm going to leave it. Yeah. Then I'm going to get on the rest of my day. That's it. That's it. And look, if you're, if you're looking for that statistic, that number, and, it, and that's all it might be, just document it. Yeah. Just put it down on paper and then let it go because that will be that little reminder that you need uh, while you're doing that radio interview. Don't do it for TV though, people, because if you do it for TV and look down at notes and stuff <laughs> like that, it's not good. Well, it probably leads me perfectly <laughs> to my tip number two. Oh, here we go. Aren't we working okay. beautifully today? And I hope that we're going to do different <laughs> tips because I hate it when we do the same tips yeah. all the time. So I'm going to try and keep this one a bit different. I hope this is different. Say the thing out loud before you say it for the first time in your interview. Yeah, that's a good one. It's not on your list, I No, hope. it's not, but I, I tell you what, it's a very, very good one. Keep going. Yeah. What, okay. what, what does that look like? So, so this is kind of the flip side of the don't over-prepare thing, but when you mentioned the stat or the data – yeah. Or the data, whatever you want to say. You know, we, we're going to have things, right? The, the survey said that this, this, and this is true. Yep. If you are looking at notes from your media and marketing or communications person who's sent you these notes, or maybe you've done a quick Google, or maybe you've tapped into your company's research, yep. if you are looking only at notes, you are forgetting that we say things differently. And I yes. know this will sound obvious. But you'll be amazed how many people cock it up. <laughs> oh, no, I, I get it. I get it. Because also, too, you sometimes when you're writing the notes, mm. you think that's your security blanket. Yeah. That's what you've got there in front of you. You know, okay, I'm not going to mess this up because I've got it written there. It's not going to do it. But why do we say it out loud? Because it needs to be muscle memory by the time you get to the interview. Yes. You need to have said it before so that when the lights are on you on TV station, when you're trying to work out where your eyes should be looking into the camera, when you are trying to understand what the producer is saying to you in your ears, you've got to account for the fact that you will just completely forget to ha- how to say 965,000 people, yep. or something like that. Yep. Right? Yep. You've got to have said it out loud. You need to understand that noughts on a page come out of your mouth differently. 
And it's not just numbers and stuff like yeah. that. It's names. Yes. I am guilty of this because <laughs> I don't – I have many times come in and just said – uh, the names that I can see on the paper that yeah. I haven't practiced or had recall mm. for me to actually say it correctly. Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of great broadcasters, you know, a lot of the work, you, 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 everyone thinks that, you know, if you're on a three hour show that you think it's just three hours that yeah. a broadcaster's working. I know, Carms, how many hours is it? Uh, what's a oh. three hour show worth? Oh, it's, it's worth a week's worth of prep, Correct. in my opinion. Oh, my. You, well, you're it, always prepping it. You know, yep. the, the local place names, people's names, uh, countries, you know, pronouncing all of these different elements yep. correctly isn't just a fastidious thing or a grammar Nazis thing. It is a respect thing. I love you. And yep. Yeah, we got that from, uh, well, one of our experts' podcast guests, actually, one of the broadcasters, Glenn Mitchell. Yeah, did Glenn. There, didn't he? Yeah. You know, th- at the ABC, they really highly prioritise correctly pronouncing somebody's name. Yep. That is, that is your identity. That is who you are. And if you don't take the time as a person who's speaking about this other human being to learn yep. how to say that and get it right, it's a little bit disrespectful. It's more than a little bit disrespectful. It's, it's quite it, disrespectful. It's incredibly disrespectful, but also, yeah. too, it's a, a drop of standard that you would expect from either a, a guest or a broadcaster. If you don't go out of the way to actually find out how to say the name or yeah. if you, you just sound disinterested, you just sound as though you're just going through the motions. Yeah. And a good broadcaster owns just about every single word that they make. So, like... Everyone that's listening to not today, don't get too uh, nervous about the fact that every single word does count. But it's you're not saying thousands of words. You're just saying those words that are going to be important during that media engagement. And it's going to add so much more value if you get it right. Yeah. If you get it wrong, you know, we move on. Yeah. But if you do the right preparation for it and if you go through the right motions as we've just discussed. Simply say it out loud. Say it out loud. And, and you will know the things that you need to drill. Yep. Right, so when I used to learn lines for uh, when I did amateur theatre, right, so performing on stage, it was a very similar thing. You're trying to learn the lines by rote, and then each time you hit a stumbling block, you go back to the beginning and you say it again. I love okay? it. I love it. I love it. You know why? Because again, uh, you get that. That's the quality that you're going to bring to all of your media engagements yeah. if you get that part right. And that will get you back. Oh, all right. Mine isn't on that scale, but it is a little bit similar. Okay, here in, we go. It's no, 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 no. Yours is yours is great because I, I know what writing it down is very different to the, to word to yep. saying it. One of the great preps I like to do before any media engagement is actually interview myself. Oh, good one. So it is a, you know, the frequently asked questions. Mm. So remember, you know how you see on websites, FAQs. They're the great, I love FAQs on mm. any website because what are the questions that they think that I'm going to ask? And normally they, you know, they're pretty much spot on. Yeah. But there's always other questions. But if you ask of yourself, what kind of questions am I expecting? What happens there? then you're thinking more about what could possibly be asked of me and yeah. I'm thinking deeper into the topic or the issue. And then I'm also getting my response ready. So a little bit to what you said there, you know, talking out loud, actually, you know, say the words, mm. uh, you have the questions asked. So even interview yourself, be the interviewer and the interviewee. Yeah. Do it in the car on the way to the media engagement. Do it in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't do it too long because we don't like to waste water. <laughs> uh, so, you know, but do it in a place where you're actually comfortable. 
Um, don't do it around people because you sort of look kind of weird. Um, <laughs> find a private place. Find yeah. a private place to yeah. do it. But I, I do it quite often and my wife actually knows when I am actually interviewing myself because yeah. I do tend to sort of duck away but I've got a bit of a loud voice and, and it does sort of go through. But mm-hmm. give yourself every opportunity and you'll be amazed the kind of questions that you're asking of or think you might be asked will pop up. Yeah. And your ability to retain that information that you've you've got, you're far more com- comfortable, far more confident with it. Yeah. And uh, you'll get there. But it's it also is that extra little bit of work that you do to be thinking a bit more about the topic and uh, and what kind of response that you can give. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah uh, on that one yourself. Yeah, I like that. And, and you know, another way to find those questions, along with the FAQ tip, there is to do the old Google search, and yes. Google will suggest the questions. Now, the good thing about that is it tells you what your audience is asking about that particular topic. So yeah. if, if you're in uh, finance or um, accounts and you're talking about BAS statements, just see what people search about BAS statements. That'll yeah. give you those FAQs. And if you want some good content too, because that just goes to another segue, yeah. if you want good content, that's that's your headline for the yeah. next blog that you write. Exactly. Or the next topic of uh, media that you want to engage because if the audience is genuinely interested in the question and you've got a response. Oof. Yeah, chances are the mass media want to talk about it. They want that mass appeal, remember, yeah. right? Your audience is slightly different potentially to the audience of the show that you're going to be appearing on. So you want to think about them. Have you got another one? Another yeah. little tip? My third tip would be to listen to the show yes and as a result know the host name so I don't know if I've told this story you have said this you got called Carmel I've been called Carmel lots of times I even I I I, I, I might have called you once and it wasn't helped by Michael Genovese my former co-host on 6PR who used to call me Carmel Birdwood with alarming regularity that has come back to me thanks MG it has definitely come back to me people do think my name is Carmel Birdwood it's believable I suppose my name is Carmen Braidwood Mum and dad are to blame for how hard that is to say, I suppose. No, It's not hard. Robbie Williams Googled our show when we had him on. And it's the only time that our celebrity guest has done that. And it really sticks in my mind. Yes. It's a great thing to do, you know, and and it should be a bit obvious. It should be, if you're going to go on Sky News, Google and understand or watch some of the show or the host before you get there. Yeah. But you will be surprised how many people turn up and go, Oh, what are they what's their name? Yeah. And so what's this show about? Why what's are they yeah, who are they? You know, like I think it's a, it's a bit scary too that if you Google Sky News and you mm. and you've been asked to go on there, you probably might refrain from actually doing the interview. <laughs> but but you're so spot on though, Carl, because yeah. the more you know about the program, or even better yet, if you're due to go on at four twenty, start listening in at three thirty. Yeah. So that you got a bit of a vibe or a feel for the show. Yeah. Because if you can throw that line in and said, uh, yeah, it calms, but um, I love what you had to say during your interview mm. with James and that uh, piece of it, that really fits in with what we're doing here. Yeah. And then what do you do as a broadcaster? You go... Well, there's an ego hit, right? Yes. But it's not just about ego. It's about positioning yourself as the guest, as one of the crew. You're part of the show. You're part of the audience's world. And when the audience member hears you say that you were listening to the show that they were listening to earlier, they relate to you and they see themselves with you. 
And that's, that builds connection, it right? It does. Yeah, so if the audience is loving you, they're going to ring the broadcaster later. They're going to text the show. They're going to go, wow, Nick Nick was this great expert who just, he, he sounds like one of us. Yep. You know, you want to position yourself as an expert, yes, but you're also a human being who is in the world of the show, they're listening to the show, and it's a very important place to be. And how good did you feel? Robbie Williams actually yeah, I know. You know, Googling and, and, and checking in on your program beforehand. Loved it. That, that is- was definitely an ego hit. Yeah. But also the audience goes, oh, wow, you know, these guys. It's not just me listening. It's yeah. Robbie Williams is listening as well. Yeah. You beauty. Very memorable. Well, I'm going to leave the last one. Mm-hmm. And this is the one I implore with all experts when they're prepping for their interview, whether it's radio, television, print, online, even podcasting, even the, mm. the different social media platforms there. Ask the questions. Ask questions of your interviewee or your producer. How long have I got? Yes. What tone, what position are you taking with this? Mm -hmm. Can I get a copy of this afterwards? If you ask all those questions early as part of the pre-prep, that's going to set you up so that you can actually respond and, and give your best performance to the audience at the other end. So what demographic is your audience? Yeah. You know, what, who, who are you actually communicating to? Mm. And that's when you know that, you're so much more empowered as far as your delivery. You're far more confident that you're actually hitting a chord, not just with the presenters, but also the audience that's listening. Yeah. And I just cannot believe how many experts I do come across that feel, oh, I can't ask that question. Yeah. can't ask of that because it's like, of course hey, you can. Of course you can. Yeah. How long does the interview need, need to be? How long should my responses be? You know, that, that will help you tailor your responses to fit the, the format of the show, right? A breakfast interview, for instance, and a drive interview, they are nice and tight and short. If you're on in uh, you're talking um, radio, if you're on throughout the day, maybe we've got a little more time to play with. Yeah. yeah. So once you know you've got more time, yeah, you can give more in-depth responses. And it, it just helps you be the best you possibly can be because yeah. I think there's nothing more frustrating and particularly from a, uh, a broadcaster's perspective where they're getting very short answers to what could be very conversational. Yeah. But on the, you know, on the opposite of that mm. is very conversational when we just need quick fire you need answers. It to be quick. You know, yeah. you know, and, and how many times do you hear a broadcaster say, listen, we're getting quite close to the news or can you just <laughs> tell me in one word what's your answer to this question? And the, the guest will go, well, that's a really difficult question. Let me think about that. I'm going to – and they just – they don't do what they're asked. If, if yeah. you get that, it's one opportunity for you to play ball and just go one word. Just yeah. spit out that one word that you think. Well, speaking of t- running out of time, the, the bell's about to go, Carms, <laughs> and uh, it's almost recess time. So uh, Masterclass uh, Expert School coming to a close for this one. Well done. Good one. Well done. Thank you. Because I think that preparation, I, I think it gets a lot of people very nervous. Yeah. And it gets them, if they can just feel that part, if they can get that part right, don't over-prepare. Don't spend too much time thinking about it. Keep your answers. Use your ears as that absolute best tool that you can have yep. in any media engagement is perfect. Um, make sure that you ask the questions and rehearse it. Say it rehearse out loud. Rehearse it out. Say it out loud to yourself. And it's like all of those little things, mm-hmm. they're such basic things to do, but it's amazing how many people don't do it. Yeah. Do those things and you are definitely set up for certainty before you walk in there and with a bit of luck, a lot of success when you get that opportunity. <laughs> There goes the oh, bell. It's recess time. Oh, it's right. recess time. Did you get play lunch? Yeah, I got to play lunch. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, while you're having yours, uh, look forward to seeing you back in the masterclass because we'll have another one next week. Looking forward to it. 
You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.